I'm Susan West, and this is the People and Profit Podcast. Yes, I said and. As business leaders, we should never have to choose between our people and our bottom line. I believe that you can lead with love while creating wealth. This is your opportunity to learn and grow with me. Thank you for joining me again. It's crazy cool. Been doing this podcast four episodes. All four were by myself. The question to myself is, how do you know when it's time to bring somebody on the show? And I knew because of this topic. This topic today is everything is fixable. And who better to speak on that topic than Ashley Scipioni, my mentee, and sometimes, to be fair, my mentor, my trusted person, and friend. So Ashley Scipioni, we're here because everything is fixable. Do you agree? Yes, especially when we combine our efforts. Oh, that was good. I know. Yeah, we had to do two takes for her to say that. So I am really very excited that Ashley came through with that combined effort. So first of all, we want to talk about today, Ashley, we want to let everybody know the audience, whether they're listening or watching. When did we meet? So I'll let you start with that. When's your first recollection of us meeting? It could be good or bad. Well, I don't know that you would remember that because my mother worked for you. And so I was a child just running around the office back then. It was a long time ago. So I remember you coming in and out. You had your business meetings. You take off. Always always super impressive. And it wasn't until college and I needed a job that I asked my mom. I was like, who's that person and how can I get her to hire me? And what did your mom say? Go ask her. Yeah, exactly. That's part of why you are who you are. Your mom wasn't doing it for you. Right. So you were one of those kids that hid under the desk when I came in? Probably. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's title insurance, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of years with a lot of kids under desks so we could get our jobs done. So we met, we formed this relationship. Ashley started working on our team. What was what was your first role? I started as a courier, so I went to the courthouse back before everything was digital and would run recordings and, and get copies from the clerk. So that was was quite a while ago. And since then, you know, obviously next step was typing policies, relocated uh, to Orlando, and, and it's just gone crazy from there. Absolutely. But what's so crazy about that is sometimes you're still the courier. That's true. And sometimes you still type policies. That's true too. And do you believe part of the reason why you're so good at fixing things operationally for us is you keep your hands in it? Yeah, 100%. I feel like I've been there. I understand people. I understand efficiencies and to be able to merge them and communicate with you and bounce ideas off of each other, it's it's been successful. Right, absolutely. And it's interesting because the question is, why is everything fixable? And I think part of the reason why everything's fixable for you is because your hands are still in it and you know how to do it. Right. And we and the truth is we have to fix it, right? Right. We're, we're the resources. So I think our different perspectives, mm-hmm. the way we look at things, you know, we bounce stuff off of each other, you know, it, it gets us there. Absolutely. Even if we don't have it initially. I agree. In the 18 years that we've worked together, I think that we've seen so many things go wrong. Sometimes because of our team, sometimes nothing to do with our team, sometimes industry, so many different factors. I think no matter what's gone wrong and has come our way, we're really aware we can get to the other side of it. 
Right. And we both have that mentality like you have to fix it. There's there's no other option. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting about that is we've said this more and more lately is number of days on this earth. I think we, I obviously have had way more numbers of days on this earth than you, but I think that perspective of the number of days we've worked together in this industry, no matter how catastrophic it feels we are always the ones that are able to step back and say, listen, we can regroup, we can come up with a new plan. Exactly. And thank goodness, we're not typically ever discouraged at the same time. No, thankfully. Yeah. That would be a bad day. And what do we do when we are both discouraged? Go out to lunch. Or? Have a margarita? No. Oh, darn. What else? I have no idea. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm not doing it with you ever again. We go to the spa. Oh, well, I could do that anytime. I don't have to be discouraged. <laughs> exactly. But that always, always gets us back to where we need to be. So everything, we could just wrap this podcast up right now. Everything is fixable because there's a spa. That's right. With a swimming pool. And possibly a margarita. Exactly. Exactly. So that's so good. So everything's fixable. We think, I think that you and I are pretty flexible with each other. Do you think that our flexibility has anything to do with why everything's fixable? I think so. I think it's also our longevity and our transparency. You know, I mean, we just say like sometimes we're talking and we're like, OK, this is a terrible idea, but right and here it comes. Right. Because we have to say it out loud mm -hmm. and it might spark somebody something in the other person. Absolutely. So there's I mean, it's so crazy because I was going to say one of the stupidest things, which is there are no stupid questions. And honestly, there are stupid questions and there also are stupid ideas. And oftentimes they come from me. <laughs> and what's crazy and cool about our partnership and our relationship is neither one of us have a problem allowing something that potentially is stupid to come out of our mouths. Right. And oftentimes that stupid initial statement turns into something that fixes a problem. Right. Or at least gets the juices flowing so that later that night you're like, oh, I've got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes that's you. Sometimes that's me. Right. Absolutely. So from there, my vantage point is different from yours. How is that? So how do you see that my vantage point is different than yours? And how does that benefit both of our vantage points how do they benefit fixing problems well I, th I think there's a, a lot of differences between us and that's probably why it works so well right I mean you came in in a very young age and got to be in the position you're in now and so you've had so much time mastering your craft getting to know people I mean you you came from sales you know which is more extroverted mm -hmm. you know caring about what people feel and thinking about how they might take things or, you know, just being creative. I mean, honestly, sales is way more creative right. than operations, mm -hmm. you know, and I came from the other place where train me how to do it. I'm going to be head down, learn it, learn the next thing and just try to figure out the fastest and best way to do it, you know, not necessarily engaging with people. So I think between the two, we've got it all covered. Right. Which is nice. And we allow ourselves to adopt some of the characteristics or some of the traits in the other person when necessary. Like every now and then you smile and you get extroverted and you talk to people and you laugh with people you don't like. Now it's really easy for you to laugh and talk to people that you really like. And I shouldn't say don't like, cause you, I don't think it's that you don't like people or no, do you not like people. It depends on the person, but I would say it's more about how well I know the person. Okay. So I think I'm just more safeguarded. If I don't know you well, 
you know, it's just harder for me to engage. And I also have this thing in my mind where I'm like, how long am I going to know you? Is it worth investing in you? <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a lot of going on up in my brain. But I was actually telling somebody this earlier, and I can't remember who it was. It was either today or yesterday how much I've changed since I started working for you. Probably Lucy. It was probably Lucy. And I just told her I used to sneak in the back. I was going to college and do my job, not talk to anybody, sneak right back out because I had class. Like I didn't care to, to even have a conversation. So to go from there to being on this podcast, I right. mean, that's a stretch. Absolutely. So we benefit each other from our vantage points. I think also when there's an operational issue or a customer service issue or a client issue, the fact that I'm not in it, I have one vantage point. Like when we did the investor program the other day and I was in the audience and you and Jesse and Tuan and Paul were the speakers. I was clear to me that I had an audience viewpoint when you all had a speaker viewpoint. I think that that's a fabulous example of I could see what the audience needed where maybe you all couldn't because you were sitting there. So I think it's the same thing in our operation. I can see things because I'm not doing the day-to-day -day escrow work and I can see it from a customer standpoint and I can see it from an insured standpoint where sometimes you're seeing it from the, the doer's standpoint. Correct. I think that's often the case. So I look at it first when there's a problem from, okay, what did our office do? Did they follow protocol? You know, what standard procedure? And oftentimes we'll get defensive or defend them. Right. Because they did follow all the things they should have done. Now, the fact that it resulted in an issue is obviously a problem. Right. And I think when you come from the customer and outside perspective, it pushes us to figure out, okay, what could we have done better? What should we do next time? And how do we fix the situation that appeases both the client, makes them happy, and also complies with all of our regulations? Right. And respects and demonstrates that we value the employee. And I do think that our mutual respect for each other then flows downward to the teams because although I hear the angry customer, the upset customer, the claim, the problem, I also have an enormous respect because of you for what our team does. And I think we, we approach it differently because of that, which is just a win-win. Right. I agree. And I think hearing the message from both of us in two different ways really solidifies it. So you typically have the bigger picture, you know, this is, this is top line, what we should be doing and makes them think. Right. And then I solidify it by putting in the practicality, like you could have done this and here's how. Right. You know, exactly. And, and how do you argue with that? Right. And how can they argue with that when oftentimes you have a bigger workload than everybody else does and you can do it. Right. And I do think that's where I've really benefited with everything's fixable that I came from sales. You come from escrow and operations. So we also get to see both sides of the business and have a, just a mutual respect. I mean, years ago when Golda worked for me and she was sales and she was a manager and John Bissett worked for me and he still does and they oftentimes didn't see each other's value. And I was able to step back and see both of their values. So I think our relationship, we can see value because we are different age-wise, life-wise, and role-wise. Right, but I think we still have the same foundation the same beliefs we still want to accomplish the same thing so it's very easy to take all those differences and really create some amazing synergy absolutely what's the best synergistic thing you think we've done well first of all i'm going to write that word down because i think you made it up <laughs> okay there we go <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's every day. I mean, every day we're doing something new or coming up with a new plan. I mean, you know, when things happen and we're able to bounce ideas off of each other, I mean, we've been through a lot. Right. You know, and sometimes that's the market change. Sometimes that's a resignation. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes that's a loss of a, a big account. Right. And because we've been able to, to synergize all these times, you know, I think there's some confidence there that one of us, whoever's feeling it, will say, we've got this. Right. We've done it before. We'll do it again and we'll be better at the end. What do you, when do you think it hasn't worked with us? And what did you have to do to overcome that? I think often we disconnect when I'm not present. So recently we talked about love languages, right? Yes. And mine's quality time. So in order for me to really connect, maybe I have to physically be with that person. So wow. I think, I know, so much self-thought here. That's good. I know. Um, I think, you know, those years that I spent in New Smyrna, mm -hmm. you know, head down, just trying to turn that around, you know, not able to pick up my head or, you know, even though we talk daily. Right. Um, different than spending time together, you know, for the audience, our offices are in, together in right. the same office space, you know, so I think. Well, really, literally, we have one large office and our desks are in that large office. Yeah. And I think that just ties us together. So I think probably our biggest hurdles have been, I mean, on numerous occasions. Right. When I'm strapped somewhere else, you know, focusing on the work only. I love it. And it's interesting because I think in those moments, I can feel where it's going to go wrong because you're very, very overwhelmed. And although I'm a extreme critic to myself, to you, to everyone, I know when I better just let you keep your head down. But I feel like I also have this dance with you that most of the time I know the timing when I can say, Ashley, you got to put your head up for a minute. Right. And then you do. Right. Right. I have a, a huge need to perfect things and to fix things. Right. So oftentimes if it feels like a disaster, it's, it's just, you know, completely over, well, all encumbering. Right. 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 All encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. encompassing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't pick your head up. You're so busy jumping on the next fire and that's your job. And that's my job to fix it. And I can't fix it. And if I don't move fast enough. So right. yeah, I think you pick moments where you're like, okay, Hey, over here, yeah. you know, and I appreciate those. Cause quite frankly, I don't want to be a firefighter. Exactly. And you don't always want to be in the game. Right. You want to be running the game. Yeah. So that I can perfect it more. Absolutely. Is it, um, easy or hard for you to allow other people to be the fixers? I would say in the past it was quite difficult. Okay. Um, you often have asked me who's the best at this, who's the best at that. And consistently my answer is me, of course, mm -hmm. the best at everything. But I do feel like, you know, and I don't know if it's Lucy, yeah. you know, having somebody that I'm teaching to do what I do or to delegate things to, but I do feel like that has opened me up to actually go and train more. So like when I have an, something that I can uh, make some make better for someone else, I'm like, let me come show you how to do it. Like I'm no longer like, oh, I fixed it. Right. Like I want, I'll fix it, but I want to show you how I fixed it, which maybe I didn't do in the past. Absolutely. And there's this opportunity to feel so empowered by empowering someone else. Yeah. But we still know that you fixed it through someone else. Right. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting credit for everything. I, always, always, <laughs> always getting credit for everything. So do you think I coddle people too much? Sometimes. Yes, yes. I do. 
And, and what do you do when that happens? I mean, typically I roll with it because it's not always wrong. So I think in a lot of scenarios that I might perceive to be coddling, in some instance, it works out and you knew better than I do. Right. right? You, you saw something in someone, you felt something from someone and reacted that way. And it's, it's been better because of it. And in other ways, it doesn't work out. But either way, that's that's your learning experience. And I'm here to support you in that. So right. I can't say, you know, you're coddling because maybe that's what it needs. Right. So you're patient with me. And you asked for grace today on a conference call um, from the team. So I think you give me grace. And, and I do think a partnership. So let's go back to this, the topic, everything's fixable. The reason why everything's fixable is because most times you as an individual get it right. Most times I get it right. So we give each other grace when we don't. And I do think that there's people, and I don't know that I've ever said this out loud to you, and it's not right that there are kind of some people that will, you know, crap talk, you know, a little bit, but you're that one, not that one person, that would be an awful thing to say, but you're one person that I would never talk crap talk about like there's just this understanding we have about each other so I think the fact that we both get it right most often we both trust each other we both don't have to be in the room to have each other's back I think that's part of the answer here to why everything's fixable yeah I agree and I think I mean it's it's really trust too I mean you know yes we work for the same company and that's the foundation of it but we can battle it out and neither of us are walking away right it's not an option. It's not an option. Like it's Kinda not like happening. like you and Carl. Right. It's just forever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we do forever pretty well. Yeah. I mean, clock's still going. Yeah, absolutely. So biggest thing that you think we fix together, what would it be? Closing situations every day. Every day? Every day. Yeah. There's always another crisis. Mm -hmm. Another reason something's not closing. Another issue that needs to be addressed and I think it's whether it, whether it's staffing I guess yeah or something closing related you know what's so funny is that every now and there's a closing related thing and it usually has something to do with an LLC or a trust or something along those lines and you always start the question with me with this look on your face like I know you're just going to give in and then I feel like when we talk through it if we decide together to give in, you have this look on your face like that makes sense and I get why we're doing this. A hundred percent. But you definitely start off with this look like she's just gonna cave. I know because I'm I'm so much more black and white. So I'm like, this is a specific example of what we don't do. Right. And you're always like, let me hear the facts. And it drives me crazy. Yeah, but you can see it on your face. Like you don't ever play poker. I won't. I already know that. Because you're not a good poker player. But those are the fun times. You know what else is really fun for me? When you tell me to fix my face. Yes, because you're looking like you don't like people. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going to say, but oh. that's true. That's true. Right. We have a couple of people that we tell them to fix their face. And it's never about attractiveness or unattractiveness. Although every now and then Noelle needs a haircut. And that's a whole nother conversation. So with that being said, one of my favorite things, a couple of my favorite things, how well we know each other. And this isn't an ego thing, but when we go to a restaurant and I'm so busy and you order what I want when I didn't even know what I wanted because I'm on the phone and all of a sudden you just know what I want or how you get annoyed when they don't give me what I want and you get annoyed with the waiter or the waitress and I'm not even annoyed. So that's number one. But number two was the other day when you were interviewing somebody. Oh, when I quoted you? You quoted me. Yeah, I knew I knew she would eat that up. <laughs> oh, you Pre-planned just, just for bonus points. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. You sounded so proud to work for me. 
Yeah. And I loved it. And you said what? I said, well, I said several things. You're talking about your motto? Yes. Yes. I said that, you know, our president believes firmly. This is her motto. It's people and profit. We stand by that. We're here to make money while still caring about the individual. Right. And we don't sacrifice one without the other. Boom, boom, boom. But for me, as a leader, as a business partner with you, sitting at my desk, yes, I was eating that up. And only, not only because you just nailed exactly how I feel, but I could feel the pride in your voice to the person that you were interviewing to hire. And isn't it crazy that in the market we're in right now, we're interviewing to hire. Right. And what's our why for that? Well, I mean, you never know when you're going to find that perfect person that you need on your team or, or when there's a curveball around the corner. I mean, for all we know, we can land a huge account tomorrow. Absolutely. And we'll hire them because I really like them. Both of them. Yes. Isn't that crazy? So that's good. So we're always interviewing, always looking for what's next, always, always partnering. And again, when I thought of this topic, everything is fixable. I just think for me, and then I'll let you speak about you, it's just perspective. I remember that one year when we lost our largest account, probably about 60% of our business in the district. And I remember how deflated I felt, and it wasn't our fault. It was all circumstantial. How deflated and concerned I was, and it was in November that I needed to go present my next year's budget. And I looked at my boss and said, I've got nothing. I don't know. And then the next year, because we had our head in the game in every one of our offices, we were so aware of the community, what the community needed. We ended up that following year outperforming the year before without that book of business. And I remember in that moment realizing that everything's fixable. And since then, when someone will bring what they think is a catastrophe to me, I always think, hmm, been through worse. And we have a couple scenarios of that, which we won't go in all of them today. So I think perspective of what felt like a disaster, what felt catastrophic and ended up to be very solvable because we stepped back, we just put one foot in front of the other. That's how I know that there's nothing, unless it's life-threatening and there's nothing life-threatening in what we do. But also the craziest thing is, that I still have this passion for that individual homeowner that I'm going to make sure that they get their keys today. So I think that extreme ability to understand that this isn't catastrophic and we can fix it. However, something might feel catastrophic to someone else and we have to fix that for them. So I think that just creates this full court view of reality and that's why everything's fixable for me. How about you? No, I I don't think I could describe it better. I think it's also just experience, you know, I mean, to go through those things and to come out the other side and and you gave one example, but there's been just so many, right? you know, and I think, you know, you said perspective, you know, a lot of people don't know, like you, you run 19 branches. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of locations. A lot of, a lot of other individuals will freak out and panic and they're just running their single ship, right? right? They're driving their single ship and they've got one problem and and the truth of the matter is it might be the first time they've encountered that problem but we've had 19 opportunities to run into that same situation and to learn from it whether we did it right or did it wrong you know we've got some experience and knowledge that we can now fix it for them and i do believe that also everything's fixable because as a rule if there's going to be a problem that's not fixable it's because our mirror 
not because of the situation. So I also believe like today when I got a bit of an attitude with someone and they didn't even know I had an attitude. And afterwards I said to you, that was not okay. Like I should not have had that attitude. I was wrong. My numbers were off. I shouldn't have had that attitude. So I think the average person wouldn't have reflected on that. So I do think that you and I have this innate ability, you as a thinker, me as a thinker, to go back to self and see what could we have done better versus always thinking we're right. So I think that also makes it fixable. When you control the person that solves the problem, why can't anything be fixable, right? I agree. I agree. And very few people look inward. You know, a lot of people can list all the whys and all the excuses and all the reasons, but to self-reflect and learn and grow from that, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So anything you want to add that's a big deal? Um, I'm amazing. You're amazing. We We're fix everything. Deal. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. What else is there to say? We're a big deal. Well, this is what I know. I am thanking everyone that took the time to listen today to our people and profit. We uh, absolutely love it if you will rate what you feel we did today for you, if you will ask questions, if you will give comments, and if you will let us know honestly if there's anything you need fixed, because I bet we could fix it. And I also want to include, you fixed some offices and renovated some offices for us as well. Hung pictures, solved problems there. So there's no task too big or too small. Would that be fair? That's fair. All right. So let us know what you want fixed. Let us know what you have fixed. And let us know what you thought about our time chatting with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Reframes, People and Profit with me, Susan West. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is a Stockworth Studios production.